Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I am Paul. And I am Ken. Good afternoon, Ken. Bonsoir. It's my turn this week. It is. Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> She's even got gay in her name. <laughs> Uh, Gloria Gaynor, née Foles, born 7th of September 1943, an American singer best known for the disco-era hits I Will Survive, 1978, Let Me Know, brackets I Have a Right, 1979, I Am What I Am, 1983, and her version of Never Can Say Goodbye, 1974. This is where my knowledge of Gloria Gaynor ends without <laughs> reading any more of Wikipedia, and I'm not going to cheat. Why is this lady such a big gay icon? I think... I have a feeling this is going to be very much like the Kylie episode. Oh, dear. <laughs> Stu, if you're up. listening, please don't shoot your husband. He's doing the best he can. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. But I, I think for Gloria Gaynor, the, it's more about the records that she has put out. Yeah, yeah. Rather than... which, which her is activism. Sort of, yes, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know much about her. I assume she's married because you said she had a maiden name. I'll tell you what, shall we have a squint at Wikipedia? <laughs> Got out of that. She was married to her manager, Linwood Simon, in 1979. The couple divorced in 2005. She has no children. And according to Gaynor, she always wanted children. Her ex-husband never desired any. Oh. Is, and is she still with us? She's still with us. She is soldiering on at the ripe old age of 78 Oh, so she, she's, uh, but she's still performing and still recording. And uh, from the picture on Wikipedia, a handsome woman. Uh, yeah, but obviously, the I am what I am is it, that is the one mm. I think that we all know as the gay anthem. Yes. By that point, was she sort of playing up to it? Because I think uh, I will survive had come before. Why? Why is? They, is it all the sort of the gay fight for representation acceptance? Is that why they're all? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they, I, I will, I will survive is a, like a disco anthem, mm. isn't it? so I, I think most people love it. It is one for the gays, though, yeah. surely. Absolutely. I mean, the whole disco era, you know, the, the, the flashing <laughs> yeah. lights and the big hair and the rollerblades <laughs> and <laughs> flares and stuff. It's all very gay. I mean, Kylie has only recently released a disco album herself which is full of that kind of you know those kind of oh is it is it uh, tunes yeah. and, you know, the videos are all on the dance floor flashing lights and so there is that element and you can imagine what happens in a gay bar when i will survive comes on <laughs> we really must do a nine bob note on tour and have oh, yes. uh, um i'd really like to go back to canal street I, i've not been to canal street for it, it, i think it was during your Manchester years, and that's 20 years ago now. Yeah. And I just remember it being hilarious fun. <laughs> I mean, Simon will go up the wall about this. I, I want to go to a, a, you know, a drag queen bar and see a drag act. and Because you've said that you walk in and it's traditional to be insulted or they pick you off or... Yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of because you do you get different kinds of gay bars, and obviously there's different generations and diff, different <laughs> subgroups of the gays. There's the Diamond <laughs> Lil Age, and then there's the Ollie Alexander Age. Exactly, yes. Yeah, and so 
if you will, the traditional gay bars, and, and there's a, a very good example of this is the the flying handbag in Blackpool, if you ever have the, the pleasure of going there. I don't know if you've... Oh, I don't ever. know. It, it has, it's been there for, for years, but I say recently, probably about 20 years ago, it moved to a new location. But it was the state, you know... I seem to remember going somewhere called the Tangerine Club at some point. <laughs> oh, and, and that, this was on a works night out, and we, we all had to get dressed. I think I, I went dressed as a, a what do they call them? Bolero, not bolero. What's the um, flamenco? Flamenco dancer, yes. <laughs> no, the, the male equivalent. What's it? The male equivalent. What's the call? What's the word I'm looking for? It's like a bullfighter. Matador. Matador. That was the, <laughs> we got mm, <laughs> flamenco matador. Yeah, almost identical. Yeah, and um, I, I got. Stopped on the door and they weren't going to let me in because I was straight. How did they? Know I you? don't know. The, to this day, I don't know. <laughs> wow, I've never heard of that. The Tangerine Club, but I'm not a, a connoisseur of Blackpool. Literally, when we go to Blackpool, we go to the flying handbag. <laughs> where is it? It is, but where the station is, Blackpool North yes. Station. Near that, there's a tall sort of tower where funny girls. It's. I don't know if you. I'm aware of funny. Yeah, I've never been, but yeah, because Funny Girl is a massive building on a corner, isn't yes, it? Yeah, yeah. And there's um, where the flying handbag is. It's there's a nightclub as well called Flamingos. And again, there was a nightclub next to the original flying handbag called Flamingos. And what they did ah, is they, right. they what they were trying to do is build a like a gay quarter in Blackpool. Mm. So they purpose built this huge nightclub. And put the flying handbag next to it. Yeah, so it's not far from the station, but there's there's quite a few little gay bars around. There. We re- we need a nine bob note big gay night <laughs> out, uh, and you can you can educate me in the ways of the gays because yeah, <laughs> it's been absolutely years since I've been to any sort of gay club or gay bar with my mates. And oh no, well I t- um I say that we went to see Kylie Minogue and we ended up in a a gay. Oh, we did club yeah. thing, didn't we? Yes, because they were having. They, they, it was it was Bar Minogue we went to, didn't we? Uh, Is that what it was called? Uh, they edited it they, out. They only played songs by Kylie and Danny Minogue the yeah. whole night. And did, weren't we wearing masks as well of Kylie and Danny? It's We'd just been to the concert. I can't remember. Yeah. I remember. A gay lad having a, he was quite insistent that he was having Stuart regardless, despite the fact that he was stood right next to him. <laughs> uh, and then the same lad tried it on with me. <laughs> and Stuart, oh, God bless Stuart. I will never forgive him for this. He saw me pinned up against a wall by this lad as he was wandering to the toilet. He just smirked, shook his head and didn't rescue me. <laughs> so thank you, Stuart. Thank you very much indeed. What a gent. <laughs> But yes, um, we, we should, uh, with that charming anecdote in mind, we, we should go back. But dragging us back to glory again, yes. the, um, I Will Survive came out first. Now, do you, because I want to know the, the history of it and why she's been adopted by the gays. Because it, it, although I can, I can see, certainly with I, I Will Survive, mm. and then I think I am what I am, surely, surely that was written quite deliberately. Because you listen to the yes. lyrics I Am What I Am is a song from the musical, what was that film that had Robin Williams in? Good um, Morning Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the old trudging to battle and, and singing, I will survive and none of them get killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Birdcage. <laughs> I don't know it, if I'm honest. But it, anyway, The Birdcage is based on a musical, which is called La Cage au Folle. 
which I, I assume means the birdcage in French. And I Am What I Am is a song from that. Whether that musical is one of those where they just put in songs to fit in, you know, like the Mamma Yeah. So maybe the song came first. I don't know. Maybe you're about to tell me. I'm not, Angela. I'm picking That's through the bones of Wikipedia. There's nothing really. Because I Will Survive was originally a B-side to Substitute, which was released in late 1978. Boston disco radio DJ Jack King turned the record over and recalls being stunned by what he heard. I couldn't believe that they were burying this monster hit on the B-side. I played it and played it and my listeners went nuts. The massive audience response forced the record company to flip the songs so that subsequent copies of the single listed the more popular song on the A-side. King was honoured at New York Disco Masters Awards show for three consecutive years. Wow. Gaynor would achieve her final success in the 1980s with the release of her album I Am Gloria Gaynor in 1984, mainly due to the song I Am What I Am, which became a hit at dance clubs. I Am What I Am became a gay anthem and made Gaynor a gay icon. Ah. Oh. So essentially she recorded I Am What I Am, the gays jumped on it, and then we looked through her back catalogue and thought, well, hold on a sec, what about this I Will Survive? We'll have that as well. Yeah, so it, it does, actually, I've said all that. I sampled I Am What I Am for a Pride episode of Extermos Experiment, <laughs> and it's the first time I think I've ever listened to the whole thing, because it's about six or seven minutes, it's a long track. Oh yeah, it is. And um, it's the first time I've ever really listened to it, and it sounds gay. Mm. But it doesn't read like that. It sounds like she recorded it, and then it was adopted by the gays, a bit like Kylie Minogue. Oh. Bear in mind, this is Wikipedia. Yeah. I, Grain I of mean, salt. The, when you listen to the words of the song, but it could, it could go either way. Maybe we listened to the words and thought, oh, yeah, this is about us, and took it. Or maybe the person who wrote the song thought, I'm going to write a song about gay people <laughs> and gave it to Gloria because they knew that she had a bit of a... A bit of a disco following going on. I mean, if you're going to have a, gra- a drag queen name, Gloria Gaynor, <laughs> it's almost made up. Yeah, you would think it was a stage name, wouldn't you? Yeah. But sadly not, she just married Mr. Gaynor. <laughs> so um, for some reason, my mind is cast back to the Carlton. <laughs> in Where was that? Was it Morecambe? Morecambe yeah. yeah, when we used to go on pilgrimages during your years at Lancaster University, and they would always play, oh, controversial now, but the Jim will fix it theme, and that, <laughs> it would fill the dance floor. Mm. I take it it goes without saying now that Gloria Gaynor fills the dance floor at gay events. I would I would imagine so. They, I Will Survive, there's obviously some Kylie, Madonna, Lady Gaga, the Queens, mm. Cher. They, Cher is a gay icon, is she? Oh, absolutely. Have you never seen the video for If I Could Turn Back Time? I don't think I have. <laughs> was, oh, was, is that one to behold? She, well, oh, absolutely. She's She's almost naked. She's wearing a sort of fishnet body stocking with things that cover just cover the appropriate cover, cover and she's she's on a, a navy ship an aircraft carrier surrounded by navy men so um, obviously stereotypically <laughs> the butchest of men yeah astride a, a cannon 
Yes, it's very, very camp. But yeah, we, we just adopt people. They, they tend to be, and we, we mentioned this a little bit in the, in the Kyle episode, we tend to adopt female singers. So, you know, when, when you gay bastards have gone on about the <laughs> NHS pinching your rainbow, you've just gone throughout history pinching things and think, well, we'll have that, you bunch of hypocrites. <laughs> We one rule them, for one and another for the gays. We we take them and make them better and then share them with the world. <laughs> I have to admit, and I've said this before, my my 90s record collection, in theory, should have outed me because I used to like all this stuff. The steps, your ABBA, the Carpenters, that sort of thing. It's all, it's not really alpha male stuff, but, uh, you know, all the, all the real catchy things like... Um, mm. Born This Way, it's very obvious what it's all about, but it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and, and you get ones like that. I mean, that is clearly written as a LGBT. Yeah. Man. I mean, I think there's there's lines in it that, that pretty much say, the, I think she uses LGBT as a, you know, in the song, and there's definitely different things. So that, she's obviously picked up on the fact that her earlier work was picked up by mm. the gays, and so and and she was almost an immediate gay icon, Lady Gaga. He, he was, yes, Madame Gaga. <laughs> I'm ignoring. You. <laughs> <laughs> We're already in enough trouble. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, and so decided I'm going to write this song. Um, but then you do you get the ones which seem to become like gay anthems for no reason, like for example, I will survive. It's, it's the Vietnam man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously that's Robin Williams' fault that that became a gay angle. <laughs> but yeah, we like a good sing-along. Well, you've sort of got the monopoly on real catchy, bouncy music because at the minute at work, we're listening to um, Absolute 90s, oh, yeah. uh, which I've got to say is a good station. It's there's some. It's a real trip down memory lane, this... Uh, We've we've had stuff like uh, KLF last train to Transcentral <laughs> yeah. was on this morning. That was and it's still, as far as I'm concerned, the best thing that they did. But there's other stuff, and it's all good stuff. But the '90s was filled to the brim with stuff that was good. But my God Almighty, there must have been a lot of suicides in the '90s. It's all dirge and mm. life is pain, and the stuff that's traditionally gay music is nothing of the kind. It's, it's sort of the equivalent of. Black gospel choirs being happy, joyous, real life and soul music born out of uh, of being downtrodden for years mm. as the black community, and you know the gays have not. You know you've had a bit of a rough time. Uh, I know. Well, I know you like that sort of thing, you gay boys, and there's lube available, but um, it is <laughs> just playing along. <laughs> Uh, but but no and but all the all the gay music's all really upbeat. It's, you don't really get any dirge gay music. That's um, life is pain. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, and I I don't know whether it maybe goes back to when we were actually allowed to go out and we were you know the gay bars which were sort of originally a place of sort of refuge mm. where, and you had to sort of sneak in and, and nobody spoke about it where, and then obviously when we were allowed to, uh, 
to it, then it was something to celebrate. And so we did want to dance and sing and not, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to hear songs about how miserable life can be. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time before the musical circle completes itself. And, yeah. and you have sort of radio head, the gay radio head where uh, life is Gadio pain. Gadio head. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a band title there, boys and girls. You can have that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. I mean, there must, there must be some but i for the life of me can't think of any but it just because it's eclipsed and i don't know whether that's just because uh, <laughs> well i just don't know i mean i suppose could you maybe say and I, I, again this is not somebody who i really like to mention because i'm not a fan sam smith i mean some oh. of sam smith's music is proper dreary and a little bit uh, you know, everything bad's happening to me. <laughs> yeah. but Every now and again, this is not because they are gay, it's just because they're irritating fuckers. They come out of the woodwork and uh, <laughs> the world is populated with them, gay, straight or other. Um, but Sam Smith's one of them. I just, I find him intensely irritating. Yeah. I can't put my finger on why. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. There is just something, something really annoying. I think one of the reasons why Sam Smith annoys me is because, and I, I believe uh, they use they pronouns, uh, so I'll have to be very careful. You can't say that. This is, you're the beacon of tolerance. No, I'm not. <laughs> like, that, this, is what, this is what I'm saying, because it, just in case you thought it sounded weird when I was... Oh, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, so um, they won an Oscar for, the, for that dreadful James Bond theme for... What was the last James Bond film? Spectre. Yeah, Sam Smith sang the the theme for that. It's completely. I can't even bring it to mind. No, I can't. The last one I remember is is uh, Skyfall. Yes, Adele. Adele. Another happy go lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another, another cheery soul. Uh, but yeah, I, and Sam Sam Smith won the Oscar for best original song for whatever it was, and went up on stage and made this big speech about being the first. Uh, oh, the first gay person to win an Oscar. It's like, in what universe are you the first gay person to win an Oscar? Have you ever seen the Oscars before? Uh, so, yes. See, uh, that's where my tolerance evaporates <laughs> when it becomes, and I mean, it is all about them, but they these award ceremonies where they take the opportunity, right, I've got a platform. <laughs> I'm going to make this in some way political, however slightly. It's not... Thank you to my manager, everyone that's, you know, my mum and dad for giving birth to me, that sort of thing. It's, I'm going to make a speech. And nobody wants to hear that. No, especially from Sam Smith. Well, everybody at awards, award ceremonies are, are dull as fuck. They are, I've been through enough. They are interminably mm. dull. All you want to do from the minute they start <laughs> is for them to be over. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear your tawdry little speech. Collect your <laughs> gong, say thank you, and fuck off so that we can get back to the drinking. That is what people are at award ceremonies for. Yep. But, it, I mean, if you are going to use it to make a speech, at least get your facts right. <laughs> you know. So Sam Smith is the negative version of Gloria. Of Gloria. <laughs> yes. The anti-Gloria. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it helps that they both got alliterative names. Oh, yes, it, yes. <laughs> That's how you can tell. <laughs> yes, well, uh, well, GG was, uh, that was engraved in diamonds in one of the James Bond films. So uh, it's just reinforcing Gloria Gaynor's status. There you go. And of course, Gina G, 
another gay uh, anthem. Oh, is that a, that's that's been adopted by? Well, it's Eurovision. The gays, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh well, well, of course. Yes, <laughs> we had that by default. Oh, Gina G. I actually bought on the back of that. I bought her next few singles, and they they got lower and lower in the charts after that. But, <laughs> but they were all really quite good. Mm. Um, a, a musical talent that, um, despite her best efforts, Eurovision was determined to end her career. Yeah, yeah. another one bites the dust. Yes. Uh, and I'm just going to chip in one last comment, which has nothing to do with anything, but uh, I'm going to put a plug in for favourite Bond theme. I am going to put in my favourite Bond theme, You Know My Name, Casino Royale, Chris Cornell. I love that theme, although I suspect it's not yours. No. I, I'm going to say nobody does it better. Carly Simon. Carly Simon, yeah. yeah. I have no idea what film it's from. Um, Octopussy, I think. Uh, but it's one of the few from the run that doesn't have the name of the film in mm. the lyrics. Um, they've, they've sort of taken that now, and that's it, it's. There's very few. There's only Skyfall, I think, that's had it in the in the lyrics. Yeah, because the new one, No Time to Die. It's a shit title. It that is. really is is. <laughs> somebody somewhere put in a a Bond name generator, <laughs> yeah. and he's it, basically. It's, it's Bond title words out of a Scrabble bag. Really. The, the uh, preliminary title was Shatterhand, which I thought was a brilliant name. Why did they change it? Who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm not here on productions, but Shatterhand was a real good title. Because yeah. they've had good titles uh, over the past few years. Casino Royale, obviously, they, they sort of rebooted the series. Quantum of Solace was one of the uh, short stories. Skyfall... Yeah, uh, Spectre, yeah. And they've all been quite memorable. No Time to Die. Mm. It's a bit bit, uh, Timothy Dalton. Yeah, (laughs) generic. (laughs) Yeah, there's only two that. There's only two titles from Ian Fleming that they've never used now. There's Risico and um, 007 in New York, which (laughs) really would be a shit title for a film. So I I can't ever see that one being a... A title, but Rizico, I just thought that's a that's a nice odd title. We've gone a long way off Gloria Gaynor. Should we rate her in Feather Bowers? Definitely. Because we we're still not really sure why uh, why she's a gay icon, but she's sung some great songs uh, that have been adopted by the gays, and she's one of those that we. We'll be singing her songs long after some of the others have faded away. Oh, good grief, yes. Yeah. So I I think she is worthy of the four feather boas that she wears on a trip to Sainsbury's. Only four? Well, we've had a run of fives. Should I, could we bump her up to a five? I think, in, in surely, in terms of the gay world, she is... I mean, that is, that is your music. That's... Of all the Madame Gaga, she's a pretender to the throne, really. She's not, it's good and it's definitely a gay anthem, but surely I will survive or I am what I am. They are, they are there. It's, it, it nails it so hard being gay. That is true. Although I have to say, I prefer Shirley Bassey singing I Am What I Am. I don't think I've heard it. I'm going to have to go and look this up now. Definitely. It's Shirley even gay. <laughs> <laughs> the Welsh gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I suppose I should break the. 
actually, you, now that you think about it, yeah, she's the those songs are five out of five, but Gloria Gaynor herself probably not. Mm. So yeah, you probably yes, I, I'll, I'll concur with that four for Gloria Gaynor herself, but the, uh, the music has certainly that's done its bit for the cause. Absolutely, and long may it continue. <laughs> So, I'm picking through the bones of this one. Again, I might have painted myself into a corner. Do you have a suggestion? Has any of her music been featured in a film or anything? This is what I'm trying to uh, trying to think. As as I said, the I Will Survive definitely features in a, in the musical. Yeah. Um, but not on the screen. Well, I'm going to suggest, I don't think we've done it so far. And it was you and Simon that introduced me to this. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I don't think we've suggested it yet. And (laughs) it's just that sort of... Because there there are sort of... Having seen it once, and I was very drunk at the time on cocktails. So I remember (laughs) scant bits of it. Uh, And what's his name? Trevor... Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp, rather. Very attractive man in drag. Yeah. Yes. And it's worth re-watching when I'm not quite so whammed. Mm. Um, but that seemed to be all that sort of flamboyant gay music, putting on a show sort of thing. I think in the spirit of, of I Will Survive and I Am What I Am, it's that sort of, it, that's what it conjures up. So it's probably worth a rewatch. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fairly certain that I Am Survive is in the soundtrack to that film. I'm sure they perform it in one of their shows. And I'm... A hundred percent certain that it's in the soundtrack to the musical version of the film, which is very good. If if it ever comes round onto a to Rishton, you should uh, you should check it out. <laughs> it it won't come to Rishton. They'll they'll be out. Yeah, the Rishton Palladium. They will be live at the Rishton Palladium. Um, they'll be stood outside with pitchforks, <laughs> wondering what a theatre performance is. <laughs> yeah. Yes, excellent. But yeah, definitely, uh, that's a good and I a nice feel good film. Mm. Um, apart from the the hate crime in the middle of it, but you know you can't have everything. <laughs> uh, so we'll 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 head off and watch that and put, get our Gloria Gaynor cassettes out <laughs> for the for the journey home, and we'll be back next week again. We're creeping towards the end of the year. Campaign. It is. It's time it is. to start thinking about the Christmas special. We'll get our thinking Santa caps on. Well, it's fireworks time, so we should let off a few fireworks. No, well, we'll play, we'll let's, we'll play out with Katy Perry then. <laughs> Another wannabe gay icon. See you next week, kids. Bye. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman. And the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.